Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. This is season five, and there will be a new episode every Tuesday until the end of 2020. Be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And if you love these stories, also be sure to join my private Facebook group. Just search Believers in Signs. And if you like to read and you like stories like Bridget Jones, but with signs and meetings with Spirit Incorporated, Check out my novels, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, you can find me on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y, and on my website, fernrone.com. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. Jeannie Zokin grew up in Columbia, South America, where she read almost every book in the American school she attended. Her love of books led her to a degree in library science and then to write books of her own, including The Existence of Pity, the story of an American teenager in Columbia in the 1970s, who while discovering herself also discovers family secrets. As it says in her Amazon bio, Jeannie writes to relive, to understand, to remember, to renew. I love that so much. Hi, Jeannie. Hello, Fern. How are you? Good. I'm so excited we're doing this. So we know each other because we have the same publisher and we met actually at the publisher's event. It was in 2017. And so I've met you. I know you. I know you're so fabulous and I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Oh, you too. And I have such fond memories of all the photos we kept taking. I know. It was such a hard, it was fun. like a hard weekend for me because our cat was passing away. Like this is such a crazy <sighs> story. But our cat was our cat Magoo was <sighs> like on his last leg, and I was there. I the remember that. Yeah, the whole weekend I was like, oh my god, because I didn't want my husband to go through it by himself. He was supposed to come with me, and then at the last minute, he's like, God, you know, God forbid, we came home and like, you know, whatever. So we were like, it was like, all right, let my husband stay with him. Yes. So I was by yes. myself and I remember meeting you and you're like so warm and funny. And I, every time I was like, you know, when there was like a lull, I'm like, where's Jeannie? Like, she's so much fun. Find her. <laughs> and you know where I was? I was in the other room with my, with my arms in the ice bucket, the, because it was so hot. <laughs> we were, I wasn't expecting it to be hot in North Carolina I know, in May. That was, that was a shocker. <laughs> yeah, it was a shocker, but it was such a, it was so great. They do an amazing job and Lynn yeah. can do a lot but she cannot control the weather <laughs> no I know so Lynn is our the the president of the publishing company and she's amazing and she's a force and she really can do oh, she's a force. Can do everything but yes that is she the can thing that she cannot <laughs> control over so I reread yes. your book the existence of pity it is so amazing and I encourage everyone to please run to Amazon and buy it right now it's amazing. And I know you grew up in Colombia and I know everyone asks you this, but let's just get it out of the way. Is it based yeah. on you? <laughs> I know in the acknowledgments you said. Oh, is it based on me? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, here's it, what I always say. The setting is definitely my setting. You know, we lived across the street from the seminary. We, you know, the seminary was fabulous. Our house was so nice and comfortable. We, we lived in Cali, the same city, but the things that happened to that poor child did not happen to me. <laughs> and I actually have three brothers, not just one. Um, okay. So I just kind of put it all into one boy, <laughs> but even my brothers, I mean, and one of my brothers is a pianist, is a really, is a beautiful, amazing pianist. Yeah. And I know you said in but, the I appreciate that you said in the acknowledgements, because I said this too about uh, certain characters, um, like you said, 
about your parents who are nothing like the characters in this book. <laughs> we have to put them yeah. in there. But yes, I mean, I know. what happens in the book is, is I don't want to ruin it for people. I want everyone to read it, um, especially when you realize what the title means. It's such a poignant moment. So yeah, so, okay. So it's, it's loosely it. based on you. Right, right. Yeah. The setting. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, my life was just, I mean, it's, the, the, I just wanted to write about the setting so much. And then, yeah. to, you know, because it was so beautiful growing up there. Anybody, I would say any missionary kid you talk to, any kid you talk to overseas would tell you that, that the set, that where they lived was, had, is so amazing. It may not be beautiful. Ours happened to be just a beautiful city and, but very memorable. And so, but you can't write a whole book about that. So I was like, what if this happens to her? Right, right. (laughs) Of course. So your parents were, so to set this setting, your parents were missionaries and you, they were assigned to Columbia. Where were they from originally in the States? My dad was from Alabama and my mom was from Oklahoma. And they met through the church? Yes. Yes, they did. They were both at some sort of um, kind of a camp, but it was for college age kids. And my mother is a nurse and she was working as a nurse at this camp. And my father was playing baseball and he, he, he hurt himself and went to see the nurse. And that's how they met. Oh, <laughs> how did he hurt I know. Oh, you know. He yeah. hit by a ball. He slid into home base. Who knows? How fortunate. <laughs> that's one of those things where like, thank God it happens. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, how did they decide to, because, like that's a huge decision to decide to move the family to another country. Right. Well, they both felt the calling. It's a calling, you know, yeah. and it, and if one of you feels the calling and the other doesn't, then that's not going to work. Yeah. And they both felt called. They almost went to China, but um, mm-hmm. it just happened that they chose Colombia instead. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, But definitely it's a calling. They, you know, feel pulled to to do the service, you know, of the Lord. And and, and so, yeah, it's just that. And that's and I respect so much what they've done, you know, giving their lives. I I think there's issues where people should be allowed more to choose. The children get kind Mm -hmm. of pulled along, (laughs) like it or not, you know, and but definitely just, you know, they 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 were so real my parents so such true and honest and and beautiful people still my they're both still alive my mom does have alzheimer's and my dad is well into his 80s but he's going strong josie the main character struggles with religion she has blanca the maid and she's very very close to her and blanca's catholic was there a similar theme with you Definitely the interest in the other religions, but I was not, I was, you know, I'd never really was able to really look into it. And I'd never had a maid who was so um, open like Blanca was. And I just wanted to create that friendship to, to kind of bring in the, the, the people who live there, you know, who are Colombian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a good way to introduce the way they think and their, some of their traditions and beliefs, which it's funny because exactly. in chapter one and two, there are signs. And so Josie's listening to Blanca and she's she's like, tell me stories. And Blanca's like, well, I was, one time I was gathering um, a woodpile and a snake slithered out. And her grandmother told her finding a snake means a big change is coming. And then Josie says, dad yeah. found a snake the other day in the yard. Um, so uh-huh. that's 
So I'm like huge into, especially lately, because we had a squirrel living on our balcony. We call it, his name is Gary. Yes. Um, Gary. Oh. It was so cute. And, and, it, and it didn't, it was like December, January. And it didn't occur to me what it meant until I did like a little more research and that squirrels symbolize gathering your nuts, storing, being prepared, and also yeah. having fun in the meantime. And if that is not a way to live through COVID, I don't know what is like. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Yes. What a great way to look at that. I love them yes. having fun because boy, we have squirrels that chase each other and run around the trees and everything. And, but yeah. they also are very busy guys. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. So I was like, wow, wow. What, what really meant like Gary knew Gary was telling us something. So, did, <laughs> so you, um, was that something that you learned like the snake, for instance, that was a great sign, like a big change is coming. And of course, in the book, everybody has to read it. Big change. Right. But, um... Big change, people. <laughs> <laughs> Got to see what happens. No spoiler alert, but get ready. Um, so, she, so did you believe those things or did you have, like, did they, was, was there like your version? Yes. absolutely and still to this day absolutely and still to this day when you know like we do have a few snakes luckily not and just the good ones you know the little garter snakes or the little black snakes and I'm always like oh a change is coming and it kind of depends on who sees it it's funny because you know my daughter will be like oh there's a snake you know and or or my husband and I'm like hmm what's what's up for them you know my snake I mean and I always try to think of it in terms of like it's going to be a good thing of course I haven't come across a scary bad snake so yeah Yeah, I think that too I'm like whatever the sign is or whatever they're trying to tell me like it's for my higher good but like make it don't make it be too hard on me like please like make it be a good change was that something that's like common in the Colombian culture I wonder like these like oh yes very much so absolutely absolutely um and I tried to put in things like that as much as I could just a little moments of you know what of the of their beliefs because and we all have it it's like that Friday the 13th or you know or yeah or or to see a feather or you you know just there's so many little ways that we enrich our own lives by you know I think I'm looking at a cardinal right now oh that's so sweet how that's, fun. They're they're known as a huge sign of spirit visiting you. Someone yes. said hi. Yes. I should take <laughs> a picture. I should take a picture. Yeah. You would see this this devastation of our backyard and then oh. the pretty cardinal. Right oh, <laughs> we haven't gotten hurricane. clean up yet. Wow, someone is telling you that like after the hurricane because Jeannie's in Florida and they just had the hurricane and um Hurricane Sally. Yeah. Someone's saying because you lost power for two days and then for one hour last night, which it must have been so scary because you must have been like, no, oh. not another two days. But someone's telling you, like, it's going to be all right. Who on the other side do you, like, feel like might be communicating with you? I know you find feathers a lot. Yes. Well, you know what? It's so funny. It's two different people. One is my great aunt, great aunt Nell, and she's very fun loving and, and, and just, you know, she's the one that's like, if there's some crazy thing that happens, I'm like, aunt Nell. You yeah, know, she sounds then then my the other one is is my surprisingly i never ex- would have expected this but it's my husband's father he passed away um about 10 years ago and it's funny how his presence is 
always in our lives. And just recently, we it's funny, we had to rebuild our back fence. It had fallen over in a, in a smaller hurricane. We've had, not a hurricane, a tropical storm, but so Chris was putting it back up, fi- fixing it and everything. And I was just so impressed with how good it looked. And then I saw this feather and I was like, oh my gosh, Grandpa Frank is so impressed with his son. He's like, yes. I see it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's so amazing that that's the first person you think of. Like sometimes when people are like, you know, I don't know, like if it was a sign, but if you immediately thought of that person when you saw exactly. it, that's like, yes. that's confirmation. Like that's, you immediately thought like his dad is saying like, good job. Both of those people feel like guides to us. You know, they yeah. they just love us so much. They love us so much, uh-huh. and and they just want the best for us. And they they're just kind of encouraging us as we live our lives. You know, it's really it's really nice. It's a really nice connection. You, you know, to to have that. And so I look for it. You, you know, yeah. so like I look for the feathers. Yes, <laughs> and I yes. look. Oh, you know. but I never. Yeah. I didn't. It didn't occur to me that he would be so impressed with the fence but of course later after of course he would you know he's he's so proud of his son you know oh yeah you know where I see feathers and of course people are like of course you see feathers there (laughs) it's on the beach but what I always feel is that we'll go to the Pensacola Beach the the thing is is that I feel like there's so many feathers out there of course because there's all those seagulls but also because all of the people from the other side love to go to the beach yeah why not and that's also exactly when people are at the beach they're more like you're more relaxed you're more in in flow as opposed to like when you're going through your day-to-day life they can't get your attention when you're rushing through traffic running through the supermarket but when you're at the beach they can get your attention it's easier you're like more like a meditative state that's exactly right it all it's (laughs) i love how things work together so yeah, so I'll go to the beach and I'll see feathers and I'll think of all of the people on the other side and they're, you know, how much they're frolicking in the yeah. shoreline with me. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny that you describe your aunt and she sounds like the aunt in, in the book. Which yes. Was, yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't put that together actually because, <laughs> huh, because I have other aunts. But yeah, oh yeah, wow! She sounds like Aunt Rosie, very fun-loving. Aunt Rosie's a great character. She's very, oh, she's know. a lot of fun, and she's very open-minded, and she's very, um, she's great. And it's in chapter two. So, so uh, Josie says two geese flew over the house while I was out there. They were flying low. She says, and Blanca says someone is traveling, and they knew Aunt Rosie mm-hmm. was coming. But that someone is traveling means a lot more when you complete the entire <laughs> book. So. <laughs> Without giving anything away. Um, so, so that's another sign which I appreciated so much. But yes, your aunt sounds like Aunt Rosie. Maybe you were maybe channeling her how when you were funny. writing it. Yes. Isn't it crazy how you'll write a book and other people will point things out to you that you didn't notice? Yes. Crazy. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's yeah. why I write. Isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. It, com- it comes out and it's so, um, it's authentic. It's so authentic. And you like the fact that you didn't even realize that it like really came from the heart for sure. Right. Wow. My father had a small church and we were having a revival. And during the revival, six people had been saved. And my dad was really hoping for the seventh because seven is a much better number than six. And it was the last night, the, the last night of the revival. And he's preaching and all the same people are there. So he's like, oh, you know, he's thinking this isn't going to happen, you know. And then all of a sudden, this like we hear this rumbling outside and these 
men, a couple of men, I don't remember how many, but um, parked their motorcycles and came inside and sat in the back row. And we're like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, this is very odd. Well, at the end of the service, one of them walked forward and, and he was my dad's seventh to be saved, you know, in this, in this little revival. And after the service, we all, um, my brothers and my mom and dad and I went up and spoke to him and we were talking to him and he didn't speak English, but he, he kind of looked like he was an American. He was you know tall and light haired. And, but what was so funny about him and we didn't, we were all just really enjoying his company. He was giving us all such direct eye contact and smiling and, and, and saying our names correctly. Cause you know, like you'll see, you know, Josie yeah. and he would just say, Jeannie and my mom is Marilyn and those are not necessarily names that uh, roll off the tongue in Spanish we didn't even really realize that the others were feeling anything but you know like I remember him putting his hand on my shoulder kind of thing and and just smiling and and just when when he left we all were like wow that guy was amazing and of course we never saw him again he was just our number seven you know yeah and um and we were talking about just for hours. I mean, you could ask any of my family members and they'd remember that angel, you know, visiting. And then what's so crazy though, is that later, you know, my mom said, we saw our angel. Our angel was on the highway. He was in a red convertible and he was waving at us. (laughs) But it just was this sense of like encouragement that he gave us. Yeah. All of us in different ways, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That you all felt that this was something somebody who was like otherworldly like he might have been yes. like he might have been here like as a human but that you all felt something about him and then saw him again I think is pretty powerful yeah, yeah. exactly exactly and you know again we just it's it enriches your life to look for things you know to to, to look for those connections and coincidences and and angels you know yeah there are definitely angels on earth and and who knows maybe he maybe he wasn't of this earth maybe he he like this motorcycle gang shows up i would be like a little nervous don't get you know like i, know, right? I would be like okay this isn't usually who comes to church not to be judgmental but i would be like oh, these are the things we like have to un- unwind in our lives we have to like un, un- uh, what's the word unprogram ourselves to not judge yeah exactly oh my god i hope they're like i hope they want to you know i hope they want to right good thing good and good reason and then he, yeah and then and then one of them gets saved and he's number seven <laughs> what are the chances that a motorcycle gang shows up to a, a, a revival and <laughs> saved and he has such a like a a lovely like exchange energetically with your family and then you see him again on the highway like <laughs> were the people that he was with were they like kind of sitting back or did they come up? Yes, they them? were. And now looking back, I wish to goodness that I had like, weren't they, weren't they like the the other angels, but I, they weren't, it wasn't their moment. But now I wish to goodness I could have just like really studied them too, yes, you know, but yeah. I didn't, nobody just didn't even think of that. And they, I think yeah. they went outside and were standing by their motorcycles and talking to each other and stuff. And, yeah. but now I wish I had just been like, Hey, so who are you guys? You know? Yeah. Who, who is this group? But, That's so interesting. And, and do you still go to church three times a week? <laughs> uh, no, I do not. I do not. I, I have a little church. I've kind of gotten to being a more of a 
an open, like all religions have a path, mm. you know, have merit and everything. And so I like to, you know, I'm open to different teachings for sure. Yeah. And so, but right now, if just church has been so hard, it's, you know, it's been a while since I've been, but I'd say in months, not years, but wow. yeah, I mean, I still love it. I still love the music. I still love the, 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 somebody preaching, teaching from their heart. You know, it's a really it's a beautiful thing. How many years? It always in- uplifts me. Yeah, it always, yeah, I say that. I mean, like I'm Catholic, so I go to church. I mean, but also I'm the so my husband's Jewish. Like I'm, we're very open minded. Obviously, I have this podcast yeah. very open to all forms of religion, energy, teaching. But when I go to church, I find it, and I go every Sunday, and I always feel better. I go because I I feel better. Yeah. How many years were you in Colombia? Um, got there when I was two and left when I was seventeen. Oh so. wow. But there were some years, there were a couple of years in between that, um, where we came to the States. Cause what you do is you go for four years and you come to the States for a furlough and then you go back and, and, um, so we lived a year in Texas and a year in Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, but mostly, mostly it was in Colombia. Absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah. written a second book about Josie. It is. It is a sequel, but through editing, we made sure that it's also a standalone because it's very different. It's that first book was kind of young adult. I don't know if you mm-hmm. felt like that, but it's definitely a coming of age kind of thing. And this one is more new adult. Josie's in in, in Washington D.C. and she's reading palms. She's a palm reader. Someone was reading someone else's palm, just as like, oh, that's what this means. And I'm like, I gotta hear more. And I'm just. I was really drawn to it, to, to the palm reading. So again, it's my setting, but the things that happened to Josie again are not what happened to me. Right, right, right. Yes. But, so that um, happened to you. Did, and then did you start learning palm reading? Yes. Yes, I started. And I became a palm reader and I read palms at the Park Hyatt Hotel in Washington, D.C. And I would go to their tea time and read palms. It was so fun. And then, and then I would, Oh, they didn't like it. No, they didn't like that at all. Like that? (laughs) No, they didn't like that at all. But yeah, I know. And as a matter of fact, I feel like that's part of the reason why I stopped doing it because I just couldn't, you know, just couldn't. It just didn't feel right, you know. And there's also this whole sense of like, I mean, I'm I'm an educated woman. I'm not, you know, I, I I'm gonna doubt. The, the lines in your hand are going to tell you your future, you know, a little, yeah. so, but I love to do it anyway, because every palm is so different. And there's so many different stories to tell. One time I read palms at a party that was thrown by the people who own the Washington Post. Bob Woodward was at. Oh, wow. That's so fun to say. Like I was at a party reading palms and I met Bob Woodward. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. And he's still doing his thing. He's still yeah. doing his thing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, he hasn't stopped. It's so interesting. Like if I got my palm read, which I've never done and I've never been to like a fortune teller or anything, but like if I had, I wouldn't take it. So like, I think it's one of those things that's like, it's just fun to hear like what someone would say. And then like whatever's meant, whatever you're meant to hear, you know, you're meant to hear it. You're supposed to learn something. And I don't think people should take it too, you know, seriously. Right. Right. Absolutely. Take what you want and leave the rest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And learn, learn from it and grow from it and then, and move on. Absolutely. I mean, it's just another little way to interact with people that's 
that, you know, we just, in our society, we don't get an opportunity to really tell somebody, I like the way that you do this, or I see you doing this, and that's awesome. You know, that doesn't come naturally yeah. in a conversation, really. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to have, be able to grab somebody's hand and say, oh, wow, this is why you're so great at this business, or, you know, or, or this is why you have so much love for your family, or, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's, I really you, enjoy it. I miss it. I you should to, do it again. Have you read your daughter's poems? Yes. Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, it's funny because I'm trying to get a picture for the back of my book for this next book. And so I was like, oh, I want to be reading somebody's palm. So I grabbed my daughter's palm and my husband happened to click the camera just as I was looking at it. And I was like, oh, you know what I mean? So it's got this picture of me going, oh, wow. Oh, Oh, I love it. That's going to be great. So I was going to ask you what's next. So this is perfect. So what's the title? It is going to be called Courage Without Grace. And I've really got to get get away from these titles that like don't mean anything at all until you read the book. I the actually like the pity, that. Courage Without Grace. I like it because when, when I was reading Existence of Pity, when it became clear what the title meant, I love that moment. That's such a great oh, moment. Good. Yeah. Good, so good, good, good. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about it. It's between content edit and line edit right now, nice. which seems to be taking forever. But again, I have no patience. I'm yeah. saying, God, give me patience and give it to me right now. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, at least you got through the content edit. That's always the hard part, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, well, she changed the book completely. And it's it's so much better. I mean, not completely, but she changed the book in, in really amazing ways. I loved my content at it. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, well, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. I love this. I love talking to you. I feel like I can keep asking you questions about your life. <laughs> so I'm so excited to read the second book. So when the second book comes out, we definitely have to do this again. And I want to hear like do yes. a whole episode all about your palm reading and what things, what people should look for. And I love that. We've got to, I've got to figure out a way to do palm reading. Like people need to fax me. <laughs> no, yeah. just take a picture of their palm and send it to me. And, and then that we can talk. I, we, okay. That's what we're doing. Sign me up. So I'm going to send you my palm. I'll have my, I'll even have my husband like ink me and like, we'll mail it to you. And then we'll oh. do an episode where you read my palm. How fun is that? That sounds awesome. Oh my oh gosh, my God, that sounds awesome. Doing that. Oh good. I can't wait. Okay. Courage without grace. I can't wait. Yay. How Yay. Thank you so oh, much. This was so fun. You were absolutely right how fun it was. And I love all right? your questions. <laughs> I enjoyed this immensely. Oh, I'm so happy. So where can everyone find you? Well, I'm on, of course, Amazon.com, just the only genie Zoken out there, thank goodness for a strange name, and um, Existence of Pity, and then I guess all the other places, you can find me on Facebook. Okay, so I'll put the link to your, you have an author page, right? So I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yes, I do. Perfect. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you thank so much, and you have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, 
Please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. Please also don't forget to join my Facebook group, Believers in Signs. And if you're ever looking for something to read, check out Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. Thank you so much again for listening and sweet dreams.